Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Once again, I will welcome you back to Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. My name is Leister. I'm your host today. If you're new, welcome to the show. I have a quite a few topics to kind of knock through and see what we can do with everything. And just to put some side context here, I am going to be discussing what's going on in cryptocurrency. I want to give a personal update because my brain is absolutely fried and I'm having a difficult time focusing. I was worrying about a, not worrying, but being concerned, I should say, about a thing I've got with my first endeavor that I was working on that should be a simple matter to solve. It's just so convoluted, not really sure. And then I'm I have a general sense of frustration because I got the unwanted guest. And I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but there's a huge, and I want to say there's two now, huge rat that has taken over my master bedroom. And I've got traps set up, and they appear to be too smart for the traps, at least as far as I can tell. I'm not going to know until this evening. So I'm shacked up in a hotel mostly because I'm trying to get out of here anyway. So I was going to do the hotel, rent a van to do the actual move, and just be in the hotel to sleep, come back here, do my work here during the day. And then overnight, I can keep an eye. I've got a security camera trained on the various traps so I can hopefully catch. Again, I think there's two of them. It might just be the one, but I think there's two. So I can at least catch one of them. If I can catch one of them, that's progress. And then the other one, I'll have to try to figure out. But since I'm leaving anyway, I figured I would go ahead and just, you know, complete the move. So tomorrow I'm going to be booking that van, get the van here start loading up my stuff into the van and then just take off. I'm just going to leave and it'll be somebody else's problem. My property, they came back and said, well, apparently you didn't like our renewal offer. Deep, deep, deep. And it's not, you know, no, I didn't. And that's why I didn't do it. But even if that, even if it was a great deal, I wasn't going to do it. Cause you know, these jokers, right. During the pandemic, during the pandemic, they raised rents by like $200 a month. So I was like, okay, I got you jack offs. I see why you're playing it. Plus I'm still paying for a place where I'm going and I'm tired of dual pay. So I'm going to be getting this move done. Finally, I'm just going to pull the trigger and get it out. Well, 
when I checked into the hotel, now I haven't needed to go to a hotel for a long time. The last time I'd been to a hotel was 2019 when I moved here. Same hotel I'm at, I believe. I think it was the same hotel. It was either this one or the Marriott across. I can't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure it was this one. So I, I set up, set up here. I get to the hotel and these jack offs don't take cash, which really pisses me off. And I know you're thinking like, well, cash. Yeah, because I want to pay cash for the freaking room. I got stacks of cash and I want to just pay cash for the room. I don't want to give a card. I don't like giving cards because you don't know it could get breached or stolen or whatever they have, right? Anyway, so I get the get the room, get all checked in, and I slept there last night. Perfectly fine. And I realized, you know, okay, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm away from the place and it's feeling comfortable now. And I'm feeling more comfortable going away from here. So I'm like, all right, I can make this work. So I'm, I'm mentally committed to getting the hell out of Nevada. I was waiting for the hurricane to die off. It's died off. We have clear, sunny skies. There's no rain. There's no nothing. So that's out of the way. And I'm going to have my two cars because I have two and I shouldn't, but two cars towed where I'm going and just drive up the van. That's the plan that I've got. That solves a lot of issues. It solves getting the maintenance done on the car. It solves dealing with secondary, you know, living spaces. What holds me back, the only thing holds me back is with my first endeavor. There's some weird things happening. I don't think they're bad things. It's just they're in the future. And so I don't want to get up there and then have some BS happen. And then I got to back off. So it makes me hesitate because it's not necessarily clear, clean. If, If I had all of the money I'm owed right now, I could just buy a place and then I wouldn't have to worry about it. But I don't have all the money yet. That's tentatively going to happen this Friday. It may not be this Friday. It's every two-ish weeks, but sometimes it's Friday, sometimes it's Wednesday. Once I get that, I'll feel a little bit better about what's going on because it's going to cost me a lot of money. The van's like, you know, two grand or whatever. And then my crates, I got to get my crates moved up there. So that's going to cost a pretty penny. I don't have to get any more crates, but I have to have the ones I have here shipped up there and then getting my cars delivered up there. So I'm figuring it's got to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like eight grand to complete the move. I've got the money. It's not that I don't, but there are other things I want to do. So I'm waiting on the next payout to come in, replenish my stack that's there. Meanwhile, I've got cash for days. And so I'm doing everything I can to pay things cash so that I can keep the money stacked in the bank. That's my current frustration for lack of better terms. Now, separately, and I talked about this with the money, right? Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency's not looking good. I think everybody would agree with this. And I want to talk about numbers. I'm going to skip a transition and jump right into this business. I'm using Coindesk.com. If you'd like to follow along, I look at Ethereum and I zoom out to the month chart and it's blood red, not total red, but it's blood red with a major dump ever so recently. A low of 1581 and a high of 1668 over the last 24 hours. Now, of course, it is slightly recovering, but it is trending downward direction. Meanwhile, Bitcoin very much recently, like literally as I was recording this, went beneath the 26,000 mark, a low of 25,381, high of 26,134. It's not middling, although it's not a significant shift in price, it's enough. And that's causing people to be nervous. A number of things happened. First of all, there was a person, a very wealthy person, who was liquidated for $55 million worth of Ethereum very recently. This is on Binance. I believe Binance.com. 
So they had, so I think it was like 36,000 ETH or some crazy number of ETH. They had so much ETH and they were long on it. And of course, ETH is going down. So then they get liquidated. $55 million, 30% of the liquidations for Binance was this one guy. That's nuts. Separately, the idiot Vitalik, he did a dump of a million dollars worth of Ethereum because he sees it on the way down. This is how, that's why, that's partially, not totally. That's partially why I refer to him as the idiot because he's doing what you're really not supposed to do, which is to sell when it's going down. You're not supposed to sell when it's going down. You're supposed to sell when it hits a peak so you take profits. Selling on the red, to me, personal opinion, does not make any sense. You're just selling at a loss. Now, he's stanky rich, like 50 cent. I'm sure he can afford it. I just think it's stupid because he has an opportunity to make some major bank. If we think about where Ethereum really should be, this guy would be bankrolling off the Ethereum that he just dumped if he was smart enough about it. And so I refer to him as an idiot because I don't really, I don't support the kind of decisions he makes at times. Again, look at the total market cap. Total market cap just earlier today was $1.04 trillion. It's come back up a little bit to $1.06 trillion, still way lower than the $1.21 trillion that it was just late last year. So money has left cryptocurrency is the point. Money's not flowing back into cryptocurrency is the point. And until we get money flowing back into cryptocurrency, there cannot be any sort of a bull run. This is reflected in the numbers and the graph movement because overall we're seeing a strong bearish sentiment pretty much start to finish. When I look at long-term projections, we don't have anywhere near the velocity and confidence that we once had. This means that 2024 may not give us back the green that we expected should be the case by now. And we got a longer ways to go for recovery because of what's recently happened. Unless there's some strong, and I keyword the word strong, catalyst that pushes us over that tip Right now, it's not there. I think Bitcoin would have to go at least $35,000 before the end of the year to even see some measure of recovery. And even then, it won't be the full recovery. So if you're nervous about it, as I said before, and you can't handle it, don't stay in it. That's that's a simple number. Don't stay in it. If you, don't, if you know you can't handle it, don't stay in it. I don't want people to overreact because of what's saying, because you've got to be able to tolerate shifts like this because they tend to happen often through no fault of your own or anybody else or anything tangible. But there's also these other factors with the liquidations and everything else that's going to disrupt it. Recently, though, there was some chatter about staking in general. In the United States, did you know that when you do staking, all of your rewards, the basically the benefits that you get from staking, the IRS considered that taxable income. Well, there's a flip to this. Staking also adds the stability to the blockchains. You're not going to have too much staking on the Bitcoin side, but you will have a lot of staking on the Ethereum side. The thought was that the more that is staked on Ethereum, it may trigger more of a bull run than what we expect currently, even above and beyond what Bitcoin currently is able to do. However, there's a nervous sentiment around staking given what's happening with the SEC and Gary Gensler and everything else and Tax season coming up here again. Businesses that are getting out of it on cryptocurrency. And now the chatter is around ETFs. And the focus around companies who are invested in cryptocurrency where you're able to invest in an ETF without the risk inherent with the staking side for the rewards. So in other words, if you do a ETF and you invest in it through your regular stock broker of choice, you can get those positive gains, take for profit. And largely, let's say that's in an IRA. 
that's tax exempt as long as you don't cash it out, right? So what the other thought was is that people might be investing that direction. Those benefits would not necessarily translate back down to this, the actual cryptocurrencies, certainly not the spot trading. So then what happens? On the exchanges, you see all this long and short activity margin trades, mostly on the shorting side, and that causes some negative pressure. Nobody knows when it's going to end. Some people will speculate, just as I do. Nobody knows for sure when it's going to end. Once again, I'll stress it just because I think it's important. Make sure if you don't feel like you can handle this, don't stay in it. I implore you. Let's crash course through some news. SHIB, Shiba Inu, or more specifically, Shibarium. There have been four updates coming from Shitoshi around Shibarium. And primarily what's been said is we're getting close, we're getting close, we're getting close, doop, 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 doop. That's essentially the messaging. At no point did Shitoshi acknowledge the screw-ups. In fact, earlier, Shitoshi said everything's cool, we're all good, it's all fine, and it wasn't fine. It might not have been what people were saying it was, which is complete fake, right, phony, might not have been that, but he said all is well. That was not true. All was not well. If all were well, there wouldn't have been transactions stuck on their blockchain. If all were well, they wouldn't have had to halt the blockchain. If all were well, you would have, you would be able to hit their websites. All is and was not well even now. It's not well. It's not well until people are able to transact this business. I'm not trying to come down on him other than what he says. Messaging is critical because it goes to sentiment. Sentiment is vital. If you screw it up, it's hard to get it back. I'm sure that they'll get to a point of stability at some point in the near future. I don't believe firmly that any of this is a scam. I think that they bit off more than they could chew. I think they were deficient in their testing. I think they didn't do enough prior to launch. I think they were arrogant. These things are true. You know, I see it, right? It's evidence in this. But other chains that are now successful went through the same types of hoops and hurdles. The difference is they didn't have somebody in the front of it pitching all this stuff that was not really the truth. So people have started doing some estimates. Okay, once we get this Shibarium up and running, once the thing's stable, once the metaverse, whatever, dog in the woods, once all this is actually working, can we identify some price targets for this business? The vast majority of people are looking at SHIB. I understand why it's because they've been waiting for a long enough time and there's enough supply, theoretically, for somebody to be a millionaire off of it. Of course, there's only so much money out there and there's 500 trillion tokens on SHIB. Thus, you're not going to be able to get to a dollar because that's there's not possible. We have only have 1.06 trillion in all the cryptocurrency. So you're not going to get to a dollar. Okay, since we know we're not going to get to a dollar, people are trying to figure out what's the highest price we can theorize could happen if this thing is successful. And I want to stress, do I think this is probable? No. Is it possible? Certainly. People have run numbers, and they came up with a number that's two zeros and one. So, okay, two zeros and one. Right now, I believe we're at five zeros and eight, last I looked at it. So, dropping three zeros, okay, that's, that's uh, you know, or basically two zeros, two and 2.3 zeros, okay, maybe, certainly possible, probable? No. If there were going to be a run-up, I would expect it to be Bone. I would expect Leash if only because of one of them succeeding, meaning that I don't think Leash is going to go anywhere until rich people, <laughs> because Leash is expensive, I think rich people need to see at least one of these tokens succeed. 
So either Shib has to go on a major run and beat its all-time high, or Bone has to get back to its all-time high of $15, officially $15. One of these two has to happen, and then people would buy into Leash, if only to pump it up as a sign. So if Shibarium is not stable, if Shibarium does not work, if Shibarium is crap, when it finally comes out, you're going to start seeing people dump out again. This is going to simply stack on top of the red that we already see across the industry, where people are not going to get the returns that they expect and may even cause sales. Now, SHIB, for the most part, has a lot of stability in terms of holders. They don't really have a lot of dump outs. It's mostly whales that dump out of it. So I wouldn't feel too bad about it. But, you know, something to keep in mind. If you're in the ecosystem, you're going to see some volatility. That's my point. And I don't think that SHIB is going to be the front runner. I think Bone's going to be the front runner simply because of what it is and what it stands for. There was a new game recently released. I say new, it's been a while. Recently released on the Polygon chain. Now, this makes me cringe because of that stupid Sunflower game, but the Polygon chain's been killing it with respect to Web3 type gaming. This game is called Synergy Land. It's a role-playing game. They released an alpha playtest of this business, and apparently... I didn't play it, but apparently they were trying to give kind of a sense like Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing and those kinds of games, you know, where it's like a sandbox and you can farm and do all these things, develop the island, but like a fraction of it, nowhere near the customization options, nowhere near the flexibility, nowhere near the freedom, et cetera, but it's progress. It's, it's a start. And if anybody's played Axie Infinity, I think it has pieces of this, but not to the degree you see here. The best way I can describe what I see at least, and I played some like this like years ago, but the best I can describe would be if you took Stardew Valley, which is a very popular farming game, if you took that and you made it 3D and dumbed down some of the mechanics, you'd end up with a game like this. Now, if that sounds appealing, I do encourage you to check it out. Again, it's called Synergy Land is the name of the game. It's on the Polygon chain. And people are looking at this as kind of a model to say, okay, this might be finally the first sense of an actual real game that you could sell outside the crypto bubble. Will it get further than what it is? I can't say for sure, but it's certainly much more advanced than anything I've seen in the past. The site is synergyland.live if you want to check out its website. And again, I do encourage you to Recently, Binance.us sent out a bunch of messages to people letting them know no longer will you be able to do ACH transactions to and from the bank. This is similar to what happened with Kraken, where they turned off the ability to off-board or off-ramp, I should say, or on-ramp regular fiat. If you didn't know what's happening under the hood here, what's going on is that the banks are actually decoupling from the cryptocurrency side. There's actually a project that I covered and I did an interview with ETH Jets a while ago, they've recently changed the name to JetMe. And I didn't know this because they didn't do any email announcement outside the bubble, right? But I stumbled across it. And apparently what happened was they were encountering investors that were balking at the fact it was associated with cryptocurrency. And so they changed, they rebranded it. No longer will your passes really do anything, I'm told. Okay, I've got concerns there because people spend a lot of money on these NFTs that now would be worthless if that's true. I don't know that it truly is. I didn't dig deep. But if it's true, that means people would have wasted money on these passes. So there has to be some sort of benefit for the money that was spent on these passes. If it's still true that you get the benefits you got before, they just can't advertise it, then I'm cool with it.
But if you get nothing, basically your entity is worthless. And I got the sense that the vision that we talked about on the show at CryptoTalkRadio.net was just lofty, no pun intended. It was just really lofty of, we can make this happen. We should be able to do this. There's no reason we can't do this. And there's a lot of money here. Let's go with it. And was there a lot of due diligence done to project that this was doable and feasible and viable? I don't know. But this whole thing brought up kind of similar senses as the idea these banks no longer, quote, crypto friendly. And so they're big money players, essentially. Think of it that way. When I say bank, it might not be a bank. It could be an investor. Point is, they're decoupling from the cryptocurrency. They're trying to separate from it because of what's happened with the SEC. So Binance.us basically said, nope, we're not doing it anymore. Kraken had said, we're not doing it anymore. What does this mean for you? This means that when you need to do on or off ramps for cryptocurrency, you have to go through one of these other players. Banks is one of them, Moonpay is one of them, Simplex is one of them, and some others. Now, I'm not a fan of any of those damn services. I think they're crap, personally. I much prefer when it's a direct conduit for things, but I understand it's getting harder for these cryptocurrency exchanges to partner up with banks because of the, of the climate of things. So like Kraken, for example, Kraken has their own on-off ramp, but it's limited. You can't do ACH. It has to be a wire transfer. It's a direct wire, as in it's not a brokerage wire. It's a direct wire, and the wire works, and it's reasonably quick, and there was no squawking about it and none of the thing. The KYC is pretty low-key. But like their credit card stuff, I missed the cutoff for wire because my cutoff for my bank is really early, which pisses me off. So I was going to do a card because I wanted to buy some crypto, and I had just thought about it. Well, they use Visa 3D Secure, which I can't stand. So then it denies it, doesn't tell you why. There's nothing you can do about it. Okay, you're just screwed. You can't, okay. <laughs> so I could use my other card. Problem is Kraken has a limit of one card per day. You can't add another card if you already added a card, even if the card wasn't successful. So they're making it, as I said before, harder to on-ramp into cryptocurrency because they're doing everything they can. When I say they, I'm talking to government mostly, to terrify all these financial institutions and cause them to decouple from it. So just be careful out there. If you're trying to get into cryptocurrency, the options for doing so are limited unless you want to go peer-to-peer, like Paxful.com. That's still out there as far as I know. The problem is, even though Paxful does not require KFC, the vast majority of people that trade on there do, which really pisses me off. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. The last update I got here is around Binance again. Binance was theorized to be selling Bitcoin as in dumping Bitcoin to prop up the price of BNB, BNB token, which is their own token. There's no evidence of this. There's a number of people tweeting about it saying that they're dumping Binance, they're dump, or excuse me, Bitcoin. They're dumping Bitcoin, dumping Bitcoin, dumping Bitcoin. Binance recently had suspended withdrawals of Bitcoin. So this just added stoke to the fire. Notably, BNB's price is actually it's trending up. It's not like climbing major, but it's trending up when everything else is in the red. So where there's smoke, there's fire. I can't say for sure. I'm not in the Binance.com because they ban the United States. But something to keep out, keep in mind, again, Bitcoin is under a lot of sell pressure right now. There's two ways to take it. You can either hold fast, stable out, and just wait it out, or take it as a discount and buy in, knowing or expecting things are going to go up. As it stands right now, though, we're going to be in some red for the foreseeable short future. I can't tell how long, but we're going to be in some red. And so some people are going to take these as bias opportunities, and some people are going to say, screw this crypto thing. Either are acceptable answers. 
with Shibarium and Shib in particular, all eyes are on that right now. So if they're able to decouple from Bitcoin with respect to the new blockchain and get it to where, you know, Shib and, and Bone and all the other Ethereum-based tokens of the ecosystem are now kind of insulated from the disruption, it's possible you start seeing a lot of people FOMO that direction. Just like you saw a bunch of people FOMOing into Pepe and Pepe 2.0. Speaking of those other meme coins, they're also down. They're not holding their value at all very well. Time will tell what happens with those. I've not done any extensive coverage on them. I looked at WorldCoin and said, this is not going to last, and people didn't listen to me to give my credit, but here we are. Last note as I close. There's going to be, in the near future, I'm going to put it probably about October, there's going to be a run. When I say a run, I'm saying there's going to be a push of some kind. I can't tell you what kind of push. I can't tell you how strong of a push. I can't tell you exactly what direction the push goes. I can't tell you if it's going to mean anything to people listening to the show. I can tell you that roughly October-ish, my gut tells me we're going to see a run on something. One of these is going to have a run. If I had to guess, if if I had to speak on my gut, if I had to guess, I'm going to think it's probably Phantom. And you're wondering why. Phantom had some strong runs just late last year. Inexplicably so. It, they, it just ran up for no damn reason. It's down, I think it's like 18 cents or something right now. It went down, but before it was having inexplicable runs. There was a lot of traffic and shifts and things happening on the Phantom chain. We also saw recently USDC got added to other blockchains. So now USDC has more of a presence and USDC is one of the more popular stable coins for people in the United States. If people can bridge to Polygon and Phantom and Avalanche and all the other chains, it's possible that you see some positive movement as people get into those now, because now it's easier to get in if you already had USDC say on Ethereum and you can just bridge over to these chains, it's easier to get involved. Remember, if you weren't in from scratch, it's kind of hard to get in because you need the gas up front to just start things. So all these opportunities to create cross bridges creates more opportunities for people to fumble into products and projects that they see on these other chains, which could lend themselves to a run. I can't guarantee anything, and I can't tell you to do it with your money. I am telling you I'm keeping an eye on it, and I did put eh, quite a bit of money into cryptocurrency because I see the red as you know discounts. They're buy opportunities, and there's something that could come of this, and I don't know what that is, I'm just going to watch it, keep an eye and see what happens. And maybe they turn into something. As I said before, though, I don't do cryptocurrency to be made rich. I do it because it fascinates me. That fascination is starting to dwindle ever slightly only because I see there's so much influence. There's so many external factors influencing the price. And a lot of it's predicated on proof of stake, proof of work, etc. There's a loss of confidence in these because of the SEC. So I see that there's these external things pushing down on cryptocurrency, which kind of limits my fascination. I still have the fascination to watch it, but I think you would agree if you've been in it for a while. That whole shining light of 2021 is long gone, right? And so we're in a new world, and we don't know what the new world is. We don't know what it means. We don't know where we're going. And nobody really has an answer other than the SEC, and their answer is something we don't agree with. All I can say, if it's any solace, no matter what you do, 
Make sure you keep a roof over your head. Make sure you keep your people fed. That rhymes. Make sure you take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Don't get caught up in cryptocurrency because it's not worth it. I'm not saying not to do anything. I'm saying make sure your personal life outside of the bubble takes a front seat because no matter what happens, it's always going to be there. Crypto is always going to be here too, but your personal life isn't necessarily influenced by things outside of your control. There are certain things, but for the most part, you've got control over making sure your people are healthy and happy. And I think that should be a priority, personal opinion of mine. That'll do it for today's Crypto Talk Radio episode. I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. CryptoTalkRadio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do, we work hard to try to be different than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is at Basic Cryptonomics. If you want to find us on there, those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes. So you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.